0: Welcome in to the Lions 10, I'm Tom Hackett, alongside Spencer Gavorn, Matty Gash, and we're here to talk about uh, Real Salt Lake, which uh, is going to be interesting I think today. Uh, Hashtag up the lads. To Shut up. To set up the show, uh, two games last week, they've got, uh, what is it, 17 days now, as of today, which is a Wednesday. Uh, until their next mls game that is on the 22nd of june away against chicago they do play next tuesday against lafc in the fourth round of the open cup but uh gentlemen welcome in
1: that'd be the lamar hunt u.s open cup for those not accustomed to abbreviation
2: yes lamar hunt i hope to see you all next tuesday
0: Okay, I can't handle Spheno some days. Uh, let's jump right into things with the club update, Trev. And now, your Real Salt Lake Club Update! Brought to you in full by Matt Gash.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the club update. Uh... Not a lot of news to report. The team's been off since uh, Saturday's loss at New York. Uh, Albert Rusnak with Slovakians, uh, the Slovakian national team. Uh, so we'll find out more about his uh, injury status when they take the field later this week for their friendly leading up to their uh, UEFA 2020 qualifier. Euro, Euro 20, 2020. Quad, yeah, yes. Euro 2020 qualifier. Uh, against Azerbaijan, um, Jefferson Saverino down uh, in South America with Venezuela ahead of the Gold Cup. Uh, still awaiting news on a final U.S. Gold Cup roster that should be announced Thursday. Well, I assume it
0: has to be announced Thursday. Has to be it? announced by
1: Thursday. It does. Yes, they're playing a friendly on Wednesday night against Jamaica. That is not the final roster for the Gold Cup, so we'll see. If there's uh, Corey Bear. any Real Salt Lake inclusion on that, hopeful, but we'll see. Um, what Corey, al- what Corey, else? Any other questions you guys got? Corey Bear, U-20 World Cup. Uh, oh, yeah. David Ochoa is off there still. A good win over France the uh, other three night. Three
2: young men that were over there. Taylor Booth, yeah. R- uh, Richie Ledesma, and... Uh, Taylor Booth is not there. But Sorry, my apologies. There. Richie uh, Ledesma and Sebastian Soto. Sebastian and Soto, yeah. Um, oh, connected beautifully against yeah. France a couple of times. We miss them. Yeah. One day I would love to see them back in the Claret and Cobalt.
1: And I think uh, for Real Salt Lake fans out there that are pining for uh, answers as to why those guys aren't playing for Real Salt Lake right now, I think Craig Weibel yesterday on the Off the Chest podcast answered it pretty beautifully, I guess, that essentially – If you are in any job and you get offered an opportunity to work in a higher profile, higher pay, higher – we'll say for lack of a better term, greater opportunity and you don't take it, there's a lot more questions I think asked of you than asked of the other employer I would think. Um, I would
2: agree. I um, would have loved okay. them to have signed the contract and then
1: Absolutely. traded them just because it's the money thing.
2: Yeah. I, li- I like money. Yeah.
1: But that's not necessarily the the option that uh, we those headed. players were looking at at that mm-hmm. point or that Real Salt Lake had at that point. Um, but, yeah, the, the, I think the two things you could say about those two kids, they're both great kids, first of all. Um, bloody good players. Really good players.
2: Um, I do believe Soto's being sniffed at because he's leaving Hanover. I believe <clears throat> Borussia Dortmund are after him. That's the <laughs>
1: hard rumor right now, yeah.
3: Oh, and, this, uh, uh, can you not do that? <laughs> it's
2: now the rumors podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: um, This is
1: what Spenner
0: lives for.
3: But, oh, but uh,
0: one of the
1: things Weibel said uh, in, in the podcast was... Uh, he does not anticipate their careers ending without them wearing a Real Salt Lake jersey at some point, whether that's next year, 10 years from now, whatever it is. Th- those guys are uh, are both very tied to this organization and very proud of com- uh, coming from this organization. And um, like Craig, I believe that they'll eventually play a game at Rio Tinto Stadium for Real Salt Lake.
0: That is uh, very exciting to hear. If you if you haven't heard the podcast uh, off the chest, or you haven't seen the coaches show, the Mike Petke coaches show, show that turned into the Craig Weibel coaches show last night, as Mike was still in New York City, Sports dot and uh, the KSL app, uh, where you can both find and the R and RSL dot RSL Sorry, jeez, everywhere. I really forgot so about RSL. You've got
1: to you've got to work really hard to not. Watch the Mike Petke coaches show. Right. I feel yeah, like it's it's even on because it's everywhere.
0: Channel Five every now and again Saturday mornings, prior to back when uh, Premier League was going on. Regardless, um, from an injury standpoint, quickly Matt Karl Beckman returned at halftime mm-hmm. for Nick Beesler, who looked like he suffered a, a head knock. So I imagine that was concussion protocol.
1: Yeah, just take. Excuse me. Just taken off as a precaution. Um, we'll see. They're back to training on Thursday. We'll have a better idea of <laughs> his status then. But everybody else. I everybody else things, uh, outside healthy. of Tony Beltran. Everyone else is back uh, back on the field and ready to go.
0: So that's the good news for Real Salt Lake as they look ahead to mm. LAFC uh, Tuesday evening at Rio Tinto Stadium in the fourth round Lamar Hunt U.S. Open what is it? U.S. Open Cup. Yep. There you Great. Go. Yes. I know they say Gold Cup. There's a lot of things going on
1: right there now. There are a lot of things going on. So, Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup. U20 World Cup. Gold Cup. U- Copa U- America U- down U- in yeah. South America. Nations
2: Leagues. Euro, Euro Qualifiers. Leagues Cup. Leagues Cup. What is it? The Nations Leagues. England are playing Holland tomorrow. Tomorrow at 2.30. Yeah. Uh, Eastern time. Portugal just beat Switzerland 3-1. Ronaldo with a hat trick. Unbelievable.
0: He's so good. He's good. Some He's people really should good. keep an eye
2: I've on, on him. I've heard about it, there. yeah. The police should keep an eye on him as well. But
1: that's another story. <laughs> so.
0: What? Come on, better Go, easy way. Uh let's uh dig our teeth into what of the If a he played good. for a
1: Liverpool, you wouldn't have a problem with him.
0: No, of course not. <laughs> uh, I, I would with the rumour. <laughs> I would with the rumor. Yeah, all right. Uh Let's dig our teeth into what happened last week for
1: Real Salt Lake. It was. Very...
2: Oh, we're talking about Real Salt Lake about last week? Or are we going to talk about the Champions League? Shut up. Six
1: times. Carry on. Uh... The video, Jurgen clap at the celebrations, I think. If anyone's having a bad day, just have a look at that. When he pauses beard, beer
2: on uh, Ryan Brewster, that's. that's there that's are a lot much. of clips, I think. That How did you celebrate? Watching. Um, how do you continue to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, it's been all week. There's been emotional. I've been crying a lot, happy tears, uh, watching the game over and over again and the clips. And But how did I celebrate on the day of? Well, how many- I got up and went to work after the game, straight after the game. What time was that? That was, I was on air at four, so I think the game finished just after three o'clock. Yeah, it was really great. And by that time, my buzz had been ruined by a uh a result in new york
0: yes fair. okay so let's talk about that yeah because uh, mm-hmm. that's what we're here for and uh, i assume that's why people listen but maybe uh, if they listen at all regardless <laughs> uh uh we haven't talked about montreal either so yeah. uh 2-1 lost montreal um and then of course the 4-0 thrashing uh at the hands of the new york red bulls over the weekend we were on air uh, or at least we. we Recorded the podcast last week Tuesday evening, so like I said, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So let's start with Montreal. I know it feels like an eternity ago. We don't have to take forever discussing, but uh, the two one loss uh, felt like uh, more. It was it was a more disappointing loss in my opinion than maybe what the the uh, score of the game is what I'm trying to say showed. Yeah, two one. You think maybe that was a closer game, but it really wasn't all that close in the end, was it?
1: I disagree. I think the first half, Real Salt Lake executed their game plan for, as Mike Pitt put it after the game, for 46 and a half minutes. Uh-huh. And then have the one moment where those switches aren't on and Montreal scores a goal in the exact way that Real Salt Lake had prepared to defend them and for that moment didn't do what they had done the previous, as he said, 46 and a half minutes or however long. Um... And then, second half, Albert goes off early with the injury. Um, Demir gets the yellow card that puts him out of the New York game. Um, and, and Montreal goes up 2 0 before uh, RSL has a chance to score. I thought they had opportunities both in the first and second halves. Um, that if they're a little sharper on the day, that result goes a different way. Um, but again, uh, I feel like that's the common refrain after these close losses. And, and you look at road games in this league and, uh, you know, Real Salt Lake played LAFC to the wire, played Seattle to the wire, played, uh, you know, they've gone on the road in against very difficult teams and played them essentially toe-to-toe into the 90th minute. And that's all you can ask when you go on the road, particularly when you look at, uh, the schedule congestion with that game, and and say, all right, just put you guys put yourself in a position to get points out of this game, and I think they did that. Um, again, kind of execution lacking in certain uh, instance of the game that kept them from getting a, uh, at least a point. I think what you
2: see here is the. Uh we, we've we talked a lot about the depth of Real Salt Lake and, and mm-hmm. how, I, I mean, I believe and I think a few other people believe that this is the deepest that Real Salt Lake has been for a while, talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will go back so far to say deep since the Jason Christ days um, with regards to a little bit of help here and there uh, back when the league and, and RSL were, were fighting for titles and, and Champions Leagues. Um, I will say this. I, th- I think Mike Pecky overthought it a little bit there was too many changes um for montreal for montreal um there was a couple that were well three that were enforced obviously donny toya picked up a knock as well against montreal um we knew that there was going to be changes i just felt like we invited too much pressure even though the defensive after some really early scares against montreal i felt like you know we we just invited a little bit too much pressure um again i think that you have to central midfielders have been out injured for a while if they are fitter I'm I think the protections a little bit better um, but that's not a slight on Mike I think at the end of the day he's also looking at the bigger picture even though there was a break of 20, well I guess 11 days that's going to happen with with the US Open Cup where you expect a ton of changes again uh, but there's the bigger picture of getting over that playoff line when it comes to October and being in the business end of the season but there is also the fact
1: that there is 21 days right. to to recover and whatnot um, i
3: think I'll there's speak- two
1: ways and i don't mean to interrupt you there's two ways to look at your squad rotation mm-hmm. in those weeks and one is take your lineup on friday uh, that performed so well against atlanta repeat as much of much of, as much of that as you can on wednesday and then go with what you have left in the saturday game mm-hmm. right the other the the other way of thinking is rotate through, and have your freshest bodies on the field for that Saturday game. Um, so you, you're keeping uh, fresh bodies on the field for all three games. And I think that's what Mike tried to do. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where if it works and you win, everyone thinks you're brilliant. Oh,
2: yeah. Ideal world, right? Right. But uh, you know, what I would say is there are a couple of players, younger players, that I don't feel needed to be dropped. Both for reason- was one of okay, them. Okay, yeah. Uh, Aaron Herrera is another one. Yes. I think they've been great. They're young enough for me to be able to play three games in eight days. It happens constantly right. in other leagues in Europe. And and they're fit enough. Let's be honest. They're fit enough to do that.
1: But I- well, I think... If, and uh, Sorry. If, uh, to add to that, yes, they are fit fit enough and they're able. The other side of that coin, though, is that you've got guys on your roster that, like Mike has mentioned... Have earned those opportunities, but haven't been given them because the guys ahead of them, Bofo, Aaron Herrera, as the examples, have done just a little bit more. And so this gives you as a coach an opportunity to play those guys who've earned their spot on the field. I don't think I don't think anyone in that locker room would sit would look at the lineup against Montreal and say that guy's only there because it's a three-game week and he hasn't earned a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Justin Portillo, the way he's trained with the team, which uh, I know fans don't get a chance to see every day, uh, but um, from the beginning of preseason, that guy has earned his spot on the field. It just happens that his spot is occupied by several guys who are have done a little bit more to earn. So um, I guess to that point... Um, I I I would I'd be reluctant to say that uh the lineup choices were weren't driven by the players and their performance in training.
0: That is that is true. We we aren't there at training or practice watching these guys day in and day out like the coaches and we're not here to tell Mike Petkey how to make changes and what to do for midweek games because that's essentially where he makes his money is uh, figuring out who plays where and uh, and and for how long when you yeah. have you know what three games in 9 days but but I think but I think that uh,
1: that's part of the conversation too that's part of the growth of this game is uh you know you look at any other sport in the world and People question coaching decisions, and I think that's yeah. part of the game. That's part of sports, I think. There's is, always going to happen,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that conversation exists for teams that that are really, really good. Fans right. are always going to find something to pick at, and yeah. regardless. I, I do think that the conversation surrounding uh, what RSL does on the road, specifically when there is a midweek mm. game, I think that conversation is, is far more simpler than maybe the perspective it gets, and I just think, I think if and and Real Salt sort of like and Spener, you said this. Bofo Salcedo is not old. Like what is he? Twenty two now, right? Twenty two. He's twenty two. How old is Aaron Herrera? Twenty two. Twenty two. Maybe, maybe twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Like oh, they, yeah. these are young guys that are in good form, and if if they're telling the training staff and the head coach that they're ready to go, they feel fine, they're good, then I just don't see why you wouldn't play him that that is that's how i see it now if if your players are telling you that they're tired i un, i understand that that's how headaches are caused if you if your players are fit and healthy and they feel good then then you need to play him. maybe there was something i'm sure conversations took place and uh apparently uh both salcedo and aaron herrera may have had a few knocks that, that we don't know about and, and it was the right decision
2: i don't know you you look at this though and i I i Change the conversation slightly. Mm. Champions League final on Saturday. Yes, Liverpool won. I'm going to say this. Every Harry time time again. Yeah, Harry Kane and Roberto Firmino. Both been out for quite a long time. Um, I don't think both teams... I mean, there's a three-week gap in between the games mm. as well. The rhythm was gone completely. I thought Tottenham were the better team, to be honest with you. But Harry Kane and Roberto Firmino were not fit. No. And and that is another thing. That's, that's the coach's call. Do they take the player on their word? Yeah, I feel great. I'm feeling wonderful because I just want to play in the Champions League final. I just want to play soccer all the time.
0: But the training staff have to be involved at some point too. And that, and and that
2: is what th- there's the flip side of the argument with Mike Pecky. He knows a lot more about this squad.
0: Sports science today is exactly remarkable.
2: That's why they've got the special sports bras on. There you go. Tracking them. Holding the amount of miles. Yep. The amount of kilometers. Sorry, that they've been running. Thank you.
0: Let's move uh, on to to the Red Bulls. Yeah. Um, Four nil, the final score. First half was, uh, well, it was tied 0 nil, going into the second forty-five, um, and and you felt as though, or at least I did, I speak for myself, uh, as though New York were probably on top. Ooh. It's just Nick Romando was in goal making save after oh, save. Oh, wasn't he save. good? Yeah, that was and vintage Nick Romano. It was vintage Nick, and then and then kind of the floodgates opened and there was a what well, it was a 7 minutes three goals in 7 minutes from which, uh, the 58th minute to the 64th minute yeah. three goals were conceded by real something like that put the game to bed and they put the cherry on top uh in the 80th minute sometime 84th minute i believe so red four,
2: bull arena Istanbul. three goals 6 minutes
0: 4-0 the final score yeah. um and it left i think a lot of fans wondering and pondering maybe more so, because because maybe Montreal wasn't as bad as I saw it. Maybe fans out there thought Montreal was, was an OK performance in which they had chances in the first 45 they were just unable to capitalise, and then concede two goals, one at the end of the half, and then somewhat early in the second half. By the time Sam Johnson puts the ball in the back of the net 84 minutes in, you're asking a lot of your players. But it was still a much better performance than what we saw in New York City, when you compare the pair. I mean... In my opinion, Montreal was drastically better than what we saw in Montreal. and, and uh, Sorry, drastically better than what we saw in New York is what I'm trying to say. Possession-wise, here's an interesting tidbit for you guys. So against Montreal, they they had 56% possession. The Red Bulls, they had 37 It's a pretty good indication of how well the, uh, the 11 players on the pitch for Real Salt Lake generally play.
2: I would say they both have different styles, though. Um, yeah i think uh Montreal's quite happy for you to have the ball because they' they're a counter attacking team yeah. very much so. they hit you in the break whereas new york um the rebels that the whole you can look at all their the whole three philosophy teams, their whole yeah. philosophy is possession based and and they 've got ballers they really do yeah. and this is all without their their absolutely outstanding goal scorer in uh, in daniel Sturridge. Oh, sorry. That's a rumor. I'm just going to make up. That he's coming to to uh, Major League Soccer, but uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. You know, he's he's been out. I I've, you're even seeing rumors that he's being shipped out. I don't know. I mean, at 34 years old, you wonder how long he can he can still bang put the ball on the back of the net. But
1: and he doesn't really fit their philosophy mm-hmm. right now. He he's been a great player for them, a great uh, asset for the organization. He's the the Red Bull organization has done great things with him in New York, but. If you look at their organizational organizational philosophy and where they're going, uh, a thirty four year old striker isn't doesn't fit that philosophy right now. So,
0: so you you guys were talking about Montreal and New York's yeah. philosophy, and the question came to me, and it, and it sounds like a really silly one mm-hmm. when when you first think about it. But what is Real Salt Lake's philosophy? It does does Mike Petke and Real Salt Lake have a philosophy?
1: I think. I think I I have my answer. I'd be interested. I'd love to hear, hear, hear it. Uh, Go for if, it. If if um, from I mean, if you look at the way the roster is structured right now, they build they're building around young players from the academy, young players from from abroad. If you look at the academy products plus Severino plus Albert, Sam Johnson's twenty four years old, which in most circles is still pretty young. Um, or maybe he just turned 25. Anyhow. And then around that, you piece in veteran players that can help those young players grow as professionals. Um, that's where you see Damir Krylak, Nato Monowoja, and the players that have been around for ages, Kyle Beckerman, Nick Raimondo, uh Tony Beltran for that matter. Um, and I think that's the philosophy of how this team will be built moving forward. On the field, on the I think field. a lot a lot of that is dictated by who are the the best eleven players. I think Mike wants to be a possession team that um, the strength of this team is is in their creative players on the wings and Albert speed up top whether it's Corey, sam uh uh, if Demir's playing that role, it changes a little bit. But the general philosophy is uh, is to be defensively sound through all eleven players, and then uh, when you get the ball, get it to the feet of those three creative players in the attack, and and go from there, and let and let those guys do their work. Um, some games um, that gets altered based on uh, where we're playing, who we're playing, uh, who's healthy on the field, things like that. Um, But I think generally when you look at this team, that's the uh, on-field philosophy.
0: Spinner? Yeah, uh, two.
2: And you've seen it, you know, two different uh, types of teams this year uh, when we're playing well. Um, You look at um, Toronto. uh, It was more possession-based for me and then you had um a team like atlanta come into town and it was more counter-attacking because you knew that uh, atlanta are you know i think they average like 58 59 possession wherever they are this season yep. under ronald De um uh, sorry frank De it's easy to get them mixed up the twins um but um <laughs> true story
0: Shut up and carry on. Yeah, we get it. <laughs>
2: anyway, uh, I think you see a little bit better with the, the counter-attacking. But that's what that's also where you love Mike Pecky.
0: You think they're better counter-attacking?
2: I think we're built better for, for counter-attacking. But we also have the players to, to, to have ballers. Because you have players like Savarino, uh, Bofors, Salcedo. And then to run through Albert Rusnak. I still think Albert Rusnak is bypassed far too many times. Yeah, for my I, I
0: would agree. I think he, he finds space... Quite frequently. Um, all right, I've got, I've got some numbers that uh, that I want to share with the listeners. It's it's regarding road victories or road stats, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. How how RSL have done on the road? It, it is
2: for uh, Eastern I, Conference teams. Right? For
0: Eastern, Con- I've got Western Conference as well, but I think we're going to go Eastern Conference because there is. I mean, it's remarkable when you hear them. Anyway, stick around. We'll be back in thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, I, I've got some numbers that uh, I'd love to share with uh, oh, please do. with yourself, Spenno, Matt, and, and of course all of our beloved listeners. Uh, it's it's regarding road woes, if you will, and I don't want this conversation to get too negative because we're not here to, to kind of bash and. Well, Matt certainly is not here to bash on RSL as he... uh, He tells us off in the breaks, doesn't he? It works for the organisation. But I think think it is worth a conversation, and we can take it wherever we want. But um, in 2017, I'll go through... And you will have to bear with me, because there are some numbers here. Uh, The East Coast road record. I'm going to give you the East Coast road record compared to the East Coast home record for all the years in which Mike Petke has been at the helm, and we'll go 2017 right off the bat. On the road, they're one win, three losses, one draw, with a negative seven goal difference uh, for a total of four points. Compare that to at home, two wins, two draws, two losses uh, for negative one goal difference and eight points. 2018, this is alarming. This is when it starts to go pear-shaped for a more. Zero wins on the road... 6 losses no draws negative 14 goal difference and no points compare that to at home four win- uh, four wins no losses one draw plus 6 goal difference 13 points that was all of last season in 2019 and short uh, small sample size mind you they've got uh, one win three losses negative 7 and 3 points Neg- negative 7 goal difference uh compare that at home three wins no draws no losses Plus five goal difference and nine points. Like there, there is a, there is an evident difference between RSL on the road compared to to RSL at home, and uh, specifically talking about East Coast teams. Mm-hmm. Um, why? I guess the conversation then then needs to go to as to why is it mm-hmm. so different. There are a few obvious factors. Travel being one mm-hmm. of them. To go to get to the East Coast, you you have to go over two different time zones, and so it can impact sleep and. What not um, losing a training day? You lose a training day. That probably doesn't help. Uh, the The away crowd mm-hmm. is harder to manage than than the faithful that arrive at Rio Tinto Stadium week in and week out. Uh, what else am I missing? Maybe just the fact you're sleeping in a hotel as opposed yeah. to a bed. I think bed. I think
1: part of it, and I don't mean mm-hmm. to oversimplify it, but I think part of it's the nature of MLS at this point. Because if you if hardest, you look at if you look at the flip side of of this of what you're, the stats you're presenting, right? Mm-hmm. You have all these Eastern Conference teams going, why can't we go into Rio Tinto Stadium and win a game?
0: True. Kind <laughs> of. Got a bit of altitude there as well. Altitude makes it difficult. I just think...
3: like
1: Right, I... but but I, I, I guess using Rio Tinto Stadium, if you go east to west, west to east, if you look at the coastal teams, and I would include us in there because we're close enough, Colorado as well. You can smell Colorado the Colorado as well. Just for just for the sense Argument of sake. you're going to you're going two time zones when you're going. Okay, okay, I get it. Right? Yep. Um, two or three, uh, and for the East Coast teams coming to these teams, you're changing two, three time zones. I I would, without looking at the numbers specifically, I would guess that we're very similar to what the other Western Conference teams do. Statistically, uh, just in terms of win, loss, draw on the East Coast, um, and I would guess that we're very similar to what the East Coast teams do when they come to the West Coast. I don't have those numbers. Right, 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 and and I and I wouldn't expect you to, but but um, do your job, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, <laughs> out of you idiot?
3: Actually, Tom didn't even do it.
0: <laughs> Trevor did. Yeah, this is thank you, Trevor. But um,
1: I think that's in a lot of ways just the nature of this league right now, and. Um, Eventually, I think there there will be things that will uh, mitigate, will reduce those factors um, that play into it, but um, just at this point, um, I think we saw it in the NFL too uh, o- over the last few years. West teams traveling east, playing in, you know traveling on, uh, playing on the east Coast, they had a horrendous record in the NFL for years. And um, there were little things that they changed about start times when a West team's going to the East and things like that that made for more competitive balance and things like that um, that maybe just still aren't there yet for MLS.
0: I'm not sitting here. I think it's worth noting. I'm not sitting here saying Mike Petkey needs to find a way to travel to New York and, and win. But and I think I speak on behalf of most RSL fans over the last couple of years. RSL have gone to the East Coast and on a number of different occasions been blown out Mm -hmm. and embarrassed and humiliated. Like, it's not even close. 4-0 example over the weekend against the Red Bulls. New York City last year. Can't remember the final score. That was like 5-1 or something. Philadelphia Union last year. And by the way, Philly, who were good this year, Mm -hmm. weren't great last year. And they still got absolutely... Cremated on the road, so I guess I'm not here saying you've got to, you've got to, you've got to win on the road, but at
1: but, I, but I would even argue would that nice. I would even argue that through 45 minutes in New York, I I think you probably felt pretty good about their chances of walking away with points. Oh, well, well,
2: you you I mean you get to halftime nil nil after yeah. uh, you know uh, being under quite a lot of pressure,
1: and then you look at the last 45 minutes, and I think. Again, I'd revert back to what Craig said yesterday, is you've got a young group, you've got a group that's fatigued playing three games in nine days, two of which are uh, on the road. Um, That's a lot to ask of a team um, in the structure of this league, and sometimes things work out well and you walk away with points, and other times uh, you you walk away with uh, lessons to learn, I think, and... Um, you know you look at the the dc loss earlier this year and and again kind of mitigating circumstances to that a dodgy penalty a dodgy red card turns the game on its head Um, and they're a young group that wasn't able to uh, kind of climb their way out of that and uh, with this one with new york again it's kind of Six minutes where where their heads aren't completely in it, and suddenly the game's out of hand, and and there's nothing to play for after that. What is besides important, pride? I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, what is important to to point out is that we we talked about this, and a lot of media have talked about this. We're now 15 games in for Real Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Nine of those 15 have been on the road. Um, and you're still you're on 19 points. You're sat over the playoff line at this mm-hmm. moment in time. Early doors, I know that. I get that. We're not in the business end yet, but you're going to start to see that after the Chicago game on the 22nd, it's going to be like two games at home, one on the road, two games at home, one on the road, that type of thing. And I think you'll start to see a better-looking um, table, a better-looking team in the, your own stadium as you saw. And I think more consistent as well. As you saw against um, Toronto and and Atlanta United, those were two phenomenal results. And,
0: and I guess that's what makes...
1: Yeah, and, and to be... Fair. I don't mean to diminish your point because you're right. Sure. This team needs to play, find a way to play better when they go east. Certainly. The, but the the difficult part of that answer to how do they play better, To a, I, I think you could ask Brian Schmetzer in Seattle. You could ask Bob Bradley sure. in L.A. If I ask, had that answer, I'd, right.
0: be, I'd be a head coach in major yeah. in soccer, and and I don't. But it, it's, it's certainly worth – Pondering. Or at
1: least a paid consultant, which would be yeah, a fantastic yeah. gig, I think.
0: I'd like to coach. But I do think that coaching Major League Soccer or a team in Major League Soccer may be one of the harder jobs in all of head coaching. I really do. I, I think if you're in the Premier League, from a travel perspective, it's, it's nothing mm-hmm. compared Young, to what? This is a
2: younger league, um, more teams, um, squads that aren't as deep because of money. Um, there's a lot of things. That I won't say go against you, yeah. but make it tricky. Yeah, when we, when we talk about depth the travel.
1: of MLS teams, you're talking about good young players who can contribute. When you talk about depth in even League MX down the road, you're talking about national team players that are fighting to get first team minutes. Sure.
0: The, the bottom line is this, in my opinion, though. Like LAFC, can we all agree they're the best team in the land at the minute? They're good. Like that, they, they are... Yeah. In my opinion, their best team, and I I think... Blob Bladley is very, very yes, good. Yes, good old Blob. But um, they're probably not going to go to the East Coast and lose 4-0. Now, we'll wait and see, because uh, I don't think they've been this year, but... They've been
2: they've been over to New York. I think they tied. Why maybe we meet one? I'm going to go and look up their results. 2-2. Right now. It
0: was 2-2. All right, okay. So they tied New York 2-2 in, in New York. But that's my point. Like, if, if, if Real Salt Lake... Want to compete and legitimately compete? They all everyone says they want to compete, mm-hmm. but but you're not competing unless you're putting the performances out on the pitch and you're right. picking up the points. You've got to find ways to pick points up. You know, a point on the mm. other on the other side of the country. You just have to find a way. And then for these these other games in in California, Vancouver, an hour and a half away, you should you, you should be able to win. We saw it this year for Real Salt Lake against Colorado, three two victory there, mm. and that was massive. Uh, three points on the road but my point is the best teams in major league soccer they don't get blown out when they go to the east coast uh they they may lose but 85 minutes in they're still uh they're they're still within points and uh for real salt lake they haven't been able to find that over the last couple of years but we're hoping we hope it change we're hoping it's cha- it's going to change
1: i know what you're saying but when Portland won MLS Cup they got blown out 5 nothing at
0: Columbus and that's and, going to and, happen and the,
1: right 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 it's going to happen in in kind of a one-off situation yeah. and you know i i think to up until saturday dc was a one-off yes um so saturday obviously changed that but um one of the things that um i feel like this team's learned under Mike Petkey, and one thing that's maybe been, without going back kind of specifically, one of the things that, that's been kind of a hallmark of his team has been responding when games like that happen. The next game out tends to be— Impressive. Impressive. Motiv- a motivated group,
0: and you know what? What what makes the two losses on the road, specifically the Red Bulls' loss, all the more painful was the fact that they were playing a really good brand of soccer.
1: They really were. They were the three they were straight wins going in. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And you're thinking, as an RSL fan, you're thinking, man, like this could be the time yeah. we travel four hours across the mm-hmm. country and actually pick up points or look like we can compete on the East Coast. And so that probably adds to the disappointment from mm-hmm. an RSL fan perspective because the, the game, and there was so much action as well in those home games, specifically against Atlanta and, um, and Toronto. So anyway. But here,
1: here's, here's, I'll give you a reason to be optimistic, heading into, we'll call it the second half of the season, the second 19 games of the season after this break. Uh, I'm pulling up the MLS power rankings right now. Hold on.
0: Oh, they're, 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 you're talking about my power. Rankings. I was going to say,
3: are, are they Tom Hackett's power? Oh rankings? yeah, no. You should, should go have, over to KSLSports.com sh- and find don't Tom's go to power them, rankings. They
0: dropped RSL uh, a little far, but I was kind of emotional Six when doing box. it. Right.
1: Weird. So That's num- you, number so. one in the power rankings, <laughs> LAFC. We've already played them on the road.
0: So is this on MLS.com? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, Philadelphia Union. We play them at home this year. Good team. Right. Though. good Ooh. team. Jim Curtin, great manager. Red Bull New York played them on the road. NYCFC, we play them at home. Seattle, we've already played them on the road. Atlanta, played them at home. Houston, we drew on the road. Portland, we play on the road late in the year. Uh, DC played on the road. Minnesota, we haven't played yet. But I think my my point being, you've already played some of the best teams in the league on the road. Second half of this year, you're going to have opportunities. The, the, the road games you're going to be playing are going to be by measure, less difficult road games than what you played in the first half of the season.
0: That is very exciting. As Ben said earlier, look, we're 15 games in, nine of them being on the road. So you're going to have a lot of home games, and, and we all know that RSL is a very different team, much like most MLS teams yeah. are at home, as opposed to on... The road, so uh, quick conversation needs to take place regarding the LaFC uh, RSL matchup this upcoming Tuesday. Very uh, excited! It is exciting. Fourth round, and uh, if if you win the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup, you uh, solidify your spot in the Champions League for next year. So, will this be the year Mike Petke throws out a, uh, or at least has a really, really good crack at trying to win it? Like. Last year, I think, if I were to speak on behalf of most people, you would, you would say that they kind of threw the towel in. Granted, it was a different time of year last year, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the game last year was midweek in between two MLS games. Correct. That's right. Yep. Whereas this time, you've got a decent break, and, uh, and maybe he starts pondering the thought of, let's put a really good, strong eleven out there and see what happens. Because well, if I you get s- through LAFC, Spenno... That, I mean that they're the best team in Major League Soccer. If you can get through them, it should be all downhill from there.
2: Well, yeah, you wish, but then we held the uh, U.S. Open Cup final here a few years back and lost to the worst team in Major League Soccer. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, besides your point, I, I, I believe you're right. The nice thing is, is that there is still another eleven days after yes. this Open Cup game yes. to uh, prepare for for Chicago Fire.
1: Um, I would if still- you win. There's another Open Cup game in there, but yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, fingers
1: crossed. Yeah, I would go. <laughs> Matt hates the balls open cup. to the walls. No, I love it. I've won it f- I've got four Open Cup medals at home. I love it. Oh, okay. Did you get a ring uh, or a medal? Medal. Oh, I got a Which ring for great. ourselves. Um, that's a, that's MLS Cup though. I open
2: would, Cup. Everyone. Gets I would go nice. all out against um, LA. LAFC. I agree. Maybe a couple of, couple of changes here and there. Absolutely, uh, depending on your opponent in the next round, if you make it through then it gives Mike a nice headache.
0: Uh, is Demir Krylak available? Yes. Yeah. It's only one game suspension. It was only one game. Okay, yeah, yeah that's right. I should have known. Uh, well, that's promising. So he's... Um, and Albert is... With Slovakia. ...going to be So back. he will not be available. He won't. He get, and the Jefferson Severin will be gone still. As well. So... Uh, Rusnak's second game and last game for Slovakia is on the 11th. And we actually don't know when, when Jefferson's coming back, do we? No. Because it all depends on... Depends the... on
2: how far they go. Right. It could be July before we say oh, I know. It really could be, which is Fingers quite Fingers crossed now. No, no disrespect, Jefferson, but I just hope he get knocked out.
0: But anyway, Carol. <laughs> Not knocked out, like, physically.
2: No no, no, no. Nobody's spinning his jaw or anything like that. No, no, no He's no. a wonderful young man. Like,
0: knocked out of the Copa America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Carry on. Yeah, so. Uh, ch- so, changes. Like Spenno, What are you thinking? Are you thinking, uh, Mister Putner? Okay, you think Nick's gonna have a break?
1: Okay. I think at this stage, after he played three games in a week, after, after coming taking back coming back from injury, I think it, I think it'd be good. I think you are gonna have to fight with Nick to keep him off the field. Yeah, but I think I think it would be good. I think for one, it'd be a good opportunity for Andrew to play in a meaningful game, which he has so far this year, and I think done very well mm-hmm. uh, when given those opportunities. Um, I'd like to see him get that opportunity.
0: What's the severity of uh, Donny Toya's injuries? Is he a chance to play next Tuesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would like to see the back four stay, how the back four stayed for a handful of weeks there when RSL were playing well, which is Donny Toya. At left back, Nadeem on way, alongside Justin Glad, and then Aaron Herrera at right back. Mm-hmm. I think that, that is by far the with, best back four. With
2: ever. Albert gone, with Jefferson gone, I'd be looking at Corey centrally on the right-hand side, Brooks Lennon, maybe two up top, him further forward. Was... Why can't
0: you play Demir at centre attacking mid?
2: You can do if you want. I don't think he's particularly creative. I you
1: think, think he... I think they're good with him in that role, though. I think it's just. I think it's just. Yeah, I think it's just a different role than I think what people used to typically say. see out of a ten. But but Demir, but Demir is a very good distributor out of that role. Again,
2: depending on Nick Beasley, depending on Kyle, I didn't think Kyle was particularly good when he came on against New York. Um, so you have Demir agreed. and you have Everton. Yes, I agree uh, Again, Justin putio was there as well. I didn't think he did himself any any harm playing against Montreal. It just you know making a major league. He didn't full. have much
0: of an impact,
1: though, did he? Like he did.
0: He didn't do anything poorly, but was Pun
1: intended.
0: Impact, what did I say? Impact. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Unintentional. Uh, <laughs> I speak too much. Anyway, uh, there's <laughs> exactly sorry.
2: apparently if I talk, if I speak I'm in trouble. Josie Mourinho, thank you very much. Um uh, anyway, but, but I mean there's, there's 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 certainly uh some you're able to maneuver and then you, you throw in um the fact that I th- I felt like uh Justin Glad and Eric Holt grew into that uh, Montreal game after a rough yeah. I, right. I thought, I thought they, they really did quite well. So, I mean, I would expect. Again, it's, it's a lovely problem for um, for Mike Pecky to have. The other one is that hopefully there's, there's somebody else coming in uh, to, to bolster that back line after uh, July 1st. I guess we'll find out.
0: Uh, I'm kind of jumping all over the spot, uh, the shop here. Um, but while we're at it, rsl.com forward slash tickets, if mm-hmm. you want tickets for that. Tuesday night encounter with LAFC or any of the future. Is
1: any season ticket pack, by the way? Home yep. games. Season ticket holders, your tickets are already secure for that. Uh, you would have needed to opt in for League's Cup in July. Um, tickets still available, as mentioned, though, RSL.com. That goes
2: on sale tomorrow, by the way, Correct, Matthew again uh, To the general public. 10 a.m., if you're listening uh, on uh, Thursday morning. Um, hopefully it's before ten am. Right, and uh, get you tickets. Tigris coming to town. That's going to be
0: awesome. Uh, so we've been talking a lot about RSL. Uh, it was a, it was kind of a bad week for the club, Matty. I know. As uh, Monarchs
1: lose, Royals lose. It was it, it was a tough week.
0: Monarchs lost two one to Portland Timbers second team. They play RGV Todos this Saturday eight pm at home.
1: Yes, 8
2: p.m., yes. Are you Come on the call? On. I'm, no, 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 but I'm going. Are
0: you heading there? Oh, yeah. The Monarchs are struggling this year, but they do currently sit, uh, I guess, in 15th of 18th. Uh, and then the Royals lost 2-0 uh, to the Spirit, Washington Spirit, at that over the weekend. They don't play again until the 15th, so yeah. uh, they've got a little bye there. Uh, they host we'll the Sky Blue. F-
1: following the World Cup uh, as uh, six players from the Royals are set to uh, play the World Cup in France.
0: Yes. That's exciting. Oui.
1: <laughs> I did that for the Montreal game as well. Yeah, I know you did. I'm so Said excited it about it. <laughs> He's so mad that I'm laughing at that too. <laughs> it's such a bad joke. I know. Well, I'm a dad, so... yeah, you. <laughs>
0: Uh, for Royals, Monarchs, and RSL coverage, KSLSports.com or the KSL TV app. But it's worth noting for next Tuesday's game, you won't be able to catch them uh, on the app or KSLSports.com because no. we don't have rights to it. So we apologise in advance. Predictions. Uh, let's do predictions for for Tuesday and the LAFC game. Who's going first? Well, who wants
2: to go first? Is it? Is it I always first? go first. I'm going last this time. Oh, okay. Matt, Not that you it
0: makes go, any you, difference. See
1: this one? I think I, it's. It could go so many directions because you uh, don't know what Mike Peck he's going to put out there. You don't really know what Bob Bradley's going to put out there. Um, I feel like a two-one win though. We go on to the next round man. and play. Who knows who <laughs> and when? And when? And you still don't know when. If there's it's going to it's the following week, but oh, we man. won't know Tuesday or Wednesday until. Uh, probably Thursday, of next
0: gotcha. Wednesday or Thursday next week. So. I, I'm going to go um, 3-2, win, LAFC score goals. so I imagine they put at least two in the back of the net, and somehow RSL find a way to put three because it's at home, and they play decent brand of soccer at home. Very much uh, like the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised if this one went into extra time, potentially penalties, and that would be fun. What time's <sighs> the game, Matt? 8 p.m. 8 PM. p.m., so a later kickoff. Sir. Uh, Trev, you're up.
3: I really hate to be the Debbie mm. Downer here. I'm gonna go two-one LAFC. I'm sorry. Well, oh, can we cut this bit out? <laughs> t- Mic off. <laughs> hey, and instead, yeah, because but I'm why? Give me a reason. Because why. I've already gotten one perfect prediction. Are you the only one? Yeah, I, I am. Think no, right. no,
1: I got one. I just wasn't okay. here that day, so you guys didn't hear it. Oh,
3: you mean the one where you yeah, you? I predicted the uh, Severino yeah.
1: stoppage time winner over Atlanta. I oh, predicted right, that, yeah, But I just wasn't and here. And again,
3: do it. I'm going off of the fact that <laughs> L.A. is really, really good, and but we don't know which team that Mike's going to trot out. Right. Same with, with Bob Bradley. So here's, here's I'm something kind of to on consider, the corner, though, you. right? Yeah.
1: Mark Anthony Kay out with the national team, Walker Zimmerman out with the national team. What about Carlos, Carlos Vela? Vela potentially can out I, can with I the go two two team. draw? No, I just kidding. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's there's a lot of things to. I mean, yes, you look at LAFC's starting eleven and say that's a tough ask. Peter Lever sells
2: out as well. He's with Jamaica. He's playing tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: Carlos Vela has recently said no to the national team, though, right? Mm-hmm. But why, why has he done that?
2: He's got beef with the manager no, or someone. I don't don't think so. I think it was he was being sketchy before that oh, as well. Really? I don't know. There's a little bit of drama always done with l So,
3: Okay, fine. I'm going to go. No. No, I'm, no, you're fine. No. I'm just. Well, okay. Well, just explain at it. At and, it. And, and, I, and I think taking
1: that notion a step further, how much has LAFC used their bench to this point?
3: True. You know what? I'm actually still going to go with it because yeah, if, yeah, if I'm right, to right. rub it in yeah, your yeah. face. It's oh, a yeah. gut
0: feeling, Trevor. Plus, is. Tom,
3: after we're done with this, I have a beef I need to settle.
0: Uh-oh. Right, so... Uh, Beef
2: Wellington. Yes. Spino. Um I'm going to go penalties win for Real Salt Lake, oh. just because I want to see a penalty shootout. I'd love to see That'd a penalty 5-4 on pens. That'd be fun.
0: And I'd love to see Andrew Putner in goal. Because we've seen what Nick Romando yeah. can do. But we... Well, and we've well, kind we've, we kind of seen... We could go
2: full-on Holland, though, and just bring Nick off the bench. Yeah. Like, as a last-minute substitute...
0: So I wouldn't want to because Putin has saved the penalty against Colorado to essentially yeah, just to add to give it, us though. the three points. Just add to
2: the
1: excitement. I think. Nick I think too. I, and, and I, I don't know that we'll see that, but that's Football such a program. psych out point too. Like, you know, they're bringing in they feel good about it, star. and they're like bringing in the goalkeeper sh- goalkeeper sub for the shootout. Like, that's like. When it's The Undertaker's thing. music starts playing at WrestleMania and you're like, where did this come from? Like, This it? wasn't supposed to happen. You don't know where he is either. Right. He just pops up in the middle of the ring. <laughs> you're like, ow.
0: <laughs> I used to love WWE. Sorry. Trev, you got beef. What is it? To um, name?
3: After all these years of knowing Mr. Matt, uh, I found out he just followed me on Twitter. Yeah, I did. Just Good. now. You I'm... retweeted
1: something of mine and then I was like, wait, uh, I'm not following I you.
3: I am a little offended. Yeah,
1: that's fair. As someone
3: I've known him since his first day at RSL. That's true. To be honest, Trevor, it's
1: only been recently
2: that you've upped your content. Trevor, what
0: is your Twitter handle? At uh, Trevor A. Sports?
3: TNA TNA Sports. Should I change it to that? I feel like that's probably already taken. Trevor
0: A. Sports. (laughs) But maybe TNA. Who knows? All right. Uh, Anybody else got anything to add? I got
1: one more thing, and it's uh, actually what he retweeted. Um, In RSL's family i guess we'll call it um one of our uh grounds people uh suffered a heart attack last monday um so if you go to my twitter at uh, matt gash spelled just the way it sounds uh the traditional way uh, is there one yeah m-a-t-t-g-a-s-c-h-k uh i put that out on twitter uh the GoFundMe to help um the medical costs and some other costs that have accrued since uh Bob Hitz suffered a heart attack last Monday um, and has been hospitalized and, and uh, hopefully we can get him back home soon. But uh, uh, medical expenses are piling up and uh, looking to help him and his family as much as possible.
0: Well, we wish Bob uh, nothing but the best in uh, what will hopefully be a smooth and swift recovery uh, from all of us here at KSL Sports, KSL rsl.com. com, RSL dot com. We say so long and goodbye until next week.
2: Up the Claret and Cobots. Up the (laughs) lads. Turn
0: them off. (laughs)